0: So shout out to the Brit Awards for not just being predictable and giving Adele every single award possible, but somehow finding a way to give Ed Sheeran an award. Songwriter of the Year? In the words Public Enemy's Chuck D, bring the noise. 5th Podcast Network, I'm Chai Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're going to give somebody an award with no nominations and just straight up give it to them. Uh, I'm I'm just saying you could have picked a better one than Ed cheering. I'm sorry, like you know, this is the the dude. Yeah, I'm I'm being very generalizing, right? I'm and I'm being very very generous in my wording of this. Okay, just know I'm being very generous. I'm being very very diplomatic here. But the dude does the same album every freaking time. I'm sorry, the the, the songwriting. I'm sorry, the songwriting is just not there. It's 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 there. It's there, but it's not there. You know, what I mean, it's just, it's, I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, you know what? Oh my gosh, it, are we gonna go for, uh, go? Uh, are we gonna have a Brits without Ed Sheeran winning? <gasps> oh my gosh, what a, what a crazy concept! But no, no, just midway through the show, they were just like, you know what? Let's just shove this in Songwriter of the Year. Okay, all right, okay, bro. All right, cool, fine. Anyway, apart from that, hope you're doing well um solid week can't complain um but yeah you know just went into february and i'm honestly I'm, I'm just waiting this is uk weather thing again i'm bringing it back um I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna be very interested in when the new cycle wants to uh look at the fact that winter has not been bad like i hate winter okay i but i know when winter's wintering okay but guys, it was 10 degrees today. It was 10 degrees. It was 13 degrees a couple of days ago for me. I'm just like, it's mid, it's nearly mid February. This is, we're in the first couple of weeks of February. Like, it should be, it should, this is the month where it should be winter, should be wintering, you know what I mean? But I'm not, just, just not getting it yet. Just not getting it. I don't know if it's super delayed. No, uh, I'm, I'm wondering, because I did, I did, I've, I've thought about this, right? I was just wondering, can the weather get to a point where like, at some but just as it as it goes it just slowly winter slowly eats into summer and then summer slowly eats into the winter and then before you know it we have summer months during November December to February and then winter months in June July and just turn everything up on its head you know I, I just I, I just wonder if that's if that's actually possible as uh, <laughs> in planetary climate I'm just wondering if that can happen uh you know rather not because um that would send so many things out of whack, but um, yeah, yeah just, just a thought, just a just a thought. Imagine that summer in December. I mean, some countries have that in it, so uh, yeah, I need to get to those countries anyway. Nicely, thanks, show for us this episode. Uh, We've got one from tech, got one from music, sports, and I've labelled it creative, but I can't. I, it's hard to it's it's hard to describe. Like, I don't know if I should put it in the arts because creative is, but creativity can can't doesn't have to be the arts right so i don't know i'll just put creative and just live with that but anyway we'll get to that when we get to that format before we begin he I g discord link all that, all that all that in the full show notes please go peep the articles for yourself give them a read and support the writers that make this show possible and with that said let the beat drop and let's get to the show In a week where the Winter Olympics are underway, we'll get to a bit of that uh, later on, uh, Spotify remove over 100 episodes of Joe Rogan experience after clips of Rogan saying the N-word resurface. And shout out to Daniel X, CEO and founder of Spotify, who thinks it's fine that you, you, you get to give Joe Rogan one person, one entity, 100 million, and then dole out 100 million to a ton of other uh minority people, whatever it is. I'm just like, really bro? Really? Alright, cool. You think you think that's good, yeah? You think you think you you think you wiped your hands in the situation. Guys, all right, fine. Here's your hundred million. Spread it amongst yourselves. Like no, bro, no. Like, bin the fucker anyway. Uh Khtharma, like that is mobbed by uh quote unquote freedom protesters. And I saw his tweet today, right? I was that's very fascinating. I actually I d I didn't think about it this way, but it is interesting to think about right so you know how like mi5 and the police right you know how they go undercover for you know tons of things right and spend you spend all this time you know trying to spend a long time years you know just infiltrating the drug ring or whatever right and just you know maybe it's like several countries you know in in a in a joint effort all that effort and then you have like the leader of an anti-vax campaign group constantly showing his face, constantly on social media bullshitting, and constantly out and about. And you and you ain't got him yet, you know. Just just, just a thought. Like there's no there's no investigation. There's no like a um, uh, deep deep cover thing going on there. You don't. He's right there. Just just get him. Anyway, uh, Oscar nominations drop, and uh, it just honestly, I saw it, and I was just like. Wow, I have watched no films this year <laughs> this past year. <laughs> like the only film I've genuinely like i've seen I've seen a few films in the past year, right?' I've, I've seen a few films um but the one i really want the only one i really genuinely wanted to see is The Holiday Fall and i did i saw it twice and i really enjoyed myself i love that movie um but that didn't get nominated for anything not even best original song which i'm very surprised that you know I was surprised Guns Go Bang with Kid Cully and the Jay-Z didn't get a nom but you know it's what it is um but yeah i just i just looked at the list and I was just like damn i've seen fuck all and i don't, i want to you know maybe it's a hypothesis right of uh, maybe um the fact that uh, every every studio has gone down the disney route of uh, every block, blockbuster goes in cinemas everything else goes to streaming and because i don't watch streaming that much you know it gets uh, i get lost um so maybe it's that or maybe i'm just lazy and not seeing the right films maybe it's i'm i'm, I'm probably think it's both and lastly the brit awards comes and goes and shout out to little Sims, by the way best new artist um you know wrong award but fuck me she just did a great speech speech of the night Mum just chilling beside her um, best moment of the of the whole thing, and her performance was slapped. If you haven't seen it, go see it. um She should have won uh, album of the year. So uh, anyway, let's get into tech and oh, ladies and gentlemen. I've been waiting a long time for this for this one. I've been waiting a long time for this. You know, you know me. I I pray if I pray on anybody's downfall or anything's downfall it's meta and facebook i pray on their downfall okay i pray on their downfall okay so they are officially shrinking um i said you what the, the article is called it's called facebook is Sh- uh, shrinking this is by shirin gafari of a uh, vox recode um and yeah man i'm just i'm I'm gonna read this with a smile on my face i'm reading with a smile on my face we, we're gonna you know obviously it's still it's still there right i think it's like well. Nearly to nearly two billion users, or two billion users across platforms, right? They're fine. They're gonna do. They're gonna be okay. But just, a, just a symbolic notion of the fact that they've probably reached critical mass is just, it, it, it makes me feel warm inside. You know, it's great. So let's just get into it. Let's jump right in. Facebook's total number of users has declined, a first for the social media platform that has experienced seemingly never-ending growth since it debuted 17 years ago. Facebook lost about half a million global daily users in the fourth quarter of 2021 compared to the previous quarter, according to the quarterly qu- quarter quarterly according, according according to the quarterly earning earnings report of Meta's parent company. Uh, that might not seem like a major drop uh, relative to its under uh, 1.93. There you go. Billion uh, total, uh, total daily active users, but it represents a low point for, the, for a metrics-driven company whose user base long grew at a rapid pace across its different apps. Uh, the statistic shows how Meta has struggled to stay relevant to younger users, many of whom are drawn to competing apps like TikTok, and it places even more pressure on Meta's big bet on the metaverse. The VR, AR-enabled alternative universe, CEO Mark Zuckerberg sees as the future of the internet to actually work out. Wall Street immediately reacted. Meta shares went down, were down 20% in extended trading after the news. It's long been known that user growth on the Facebook app was stagnating, in part because of its aging user base and the fact that it has run out of new countries to expand to. In its early days, Facebook was only available in the U.S., but since has since expanded to almost every other country except for places like China, where the app is blocked. Well, China ain't good for many uh, many things, but. That's a good shout. Uh, Facebook's user, user growth has declined before, uh, before specifically in the US, but this is the first quarter in which the its global daily user base has dropped. That means it's more important than ever that Meta change that Meta changes strategy in order to retain and attract new eyeballs. To do that, Meta said it's investing more in short form video features like Reels, its TikTok clone. And in the long term, uh, the company is making huge investments to the tune of $10 billion in losses in the past year uh, in building out its AR, VR capabilities and other futuristic technologies to support the metaverse. On the earnings call, Meta uh, CFO David Wahena uh, said this drop is in user growth was due to due in part to increased competition from other apps. "Quote: We believe compared uh, services are negatively impacting growth, particularly with younger audiences," said Wayner, who also cited an increase in internet data prices in India as where uh, as a reason for the slowdown. Facebook has uh, estimated 350 million users in India, which is its biggest market. Uh, later on the call, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg uh, spelled out the elephant competitor in the room, TikTok, by name. TikTok uh, said it has 1 billion users as of September of last year and was the most downloaded app in the world in 2021, according to app analytics firm Aptopia. That's a great name. Oh, God, I can't lie. Uh, quite what's unique is that TikTok is so big as a competitor already and also continues to grow at quite a fast rate off a very large base, said Zuckerberg. He went on to say, I think overall engagement will grow, dot dot dot, and that's why we're optimistic about the future, but there's a lot of work to do here, unquote. Meta also reported low and expected profit and revenue growth, which says it, which it says was driven in part by inflation. Apple's new ad tracking privacy restrictions that limit Meta's ability to sell ads. The company is also facing ongoing scrutiny from government regulators around the world over antitrust concerns and content moderation. Break them up. Uh, that's, that's me saying that. Uh, despite the drop in user growth and missed targets, Facebook is still making plenty of money. Social media giant earned three, $33.67 billion in revenue last quarter, a 20% increase from the year before. And when you include Facebook's entire family of apps, such as IG and WhatsApp, uh, it's still growing its users overall brackets although at a relatively so rate from 2.81 billion to 2.82 billion daily active users in the past quarter compared to the quarter before uh, but there's no question that facebook or meta as it's now called is facing a real challenge to its social media dominance whether it, whether or not it will continue to be the biggest social media app as it has been over, for over a decade is no longer a given um so that's the entire article right there and um yeah man i just <sighs> Um, I like I said. I pray on its downfall. I hope Facebook burns to the ground. Um, if if you know if you know me, um, if you listen to this, get off Facebook right now. There's nothing. There's nothing of worth for you there. You're just you're just wasting time in your life, and time's the most precious thing we have. Just don't do it. Just don't bother. Get rid of it. Um, Facebook on the other um, Instagram on the other hand. I mean, I, I, that's just me. I, I, I just, you know, people send me memes, man. People say, that's where people that's where a couple homies send me memes. I mean, I, I like to, I like to people what people are doing. Like, I I, I I, can't get rid of it quite yet. I'm going to get there. But then again, I did see an article recently um saying that European regulators uh, uh, were, like, daring Facebook uh, method to uh, get, to basically not have WhatsApp or uh, Instagram in European countries. And they were like, go on there. We dare you, bro. Go, do it. And I know Brit- uh, Britain ain't in the EU anymore, but uh, I hope, I, I just, I hope that debt um, extends to the UK. I really do. That'd be amazing. Do it for me, bro. Just, just t- if, he, if if I can't go on it, I'm not going to cry. You know what I mean? Um, it is what it is. If that kind of thing happened, I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't lose, lose sleep over it. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, but yeah, man, I, even though I prey on Meta's downfall, right? i can't you know I, i've t- I talked about tiktok of uh, last year um that that particular piece like that particular segment i did just still shakes me up man it just shakes me up thinking about like how um how they're just poised to just take over um it just seems like inevitability at this point and that kind of depresses me that it's just an- another demons get replaced by an even more efficient demon and it's just jarring to think about, but anyway, I mean, I'm not going to be on TikTok anytime soon, hopefully never, um, the quicker I can, the longer I can avoid it, the better um, I feel for my life personally, um, but you never know, um, something might force me to just be on it some for some reason, I just, I just feel it, I feel it in my bones sometimes, you know, sometimes you get into that, when you're doing work, you get pulled into that, and you have to do it, and it's just like, oh my gosh, no, um, but at the moment, I'm, t- I'm chilling, it ain't happening uh, right now in this time, so in that case, I'm happy, but yeah, prey on Meta's downfall forever and always, and uh, while, you know, 2.81 billion to 2.82 billion in its family vaps, quote-unquote, is technically a rise, the fact that Facebook itself is shrinking uh, shows a definite sign that uh, that could mean the exact same thing for Instagram, and uh, hopefully measure as a whole um this will be a very long time praying of downfall <laughs> this ain't gonna happen in a couple of years but uh it's a nice symbol it's a nice symbol i can uh, i can i can wear to my i can put on my chest and uh and just uh, and just embrace i love it i love it love to see it So next up is the music segment, and this is all about CDs. Um, so apparently there's a CD revival happening uh, under my nose, which I'm very surprised at, because, you know, I feel like um, I, I feel like CDs... I never really rated CDs. I, I just, you know, I had, I had a Walkman back in the day, right? You know, put, pop your CD in, get jamming, right? I get it. Um, I, I just never got into it. Never got into it. Once I got an iPod Touch, I think, like, 2000, I um, two thousand and nine or whatever, just you know, nearer to the end of the decade. mate, digital digital doing shit on digital was just better. I, in my mind, I was just like, oh, this is great. Don't have to carry a big ass Walkman in my, in my in my bag or anything like that. you know it's just great. it just it just works. Um so yeah, I, I just never really saw CDs as a thing. Um, I just I just never really rated it, even though I grew up with them, never really got into them. Uh, I don't think I ever bought CDs. um, my sister has CDs. I'm sure, I don't know if she still has them. My dad definitely has them. Um, he still has a whole freaking shelf, just big-ass uh, shelf unit uh, full of classic CDs uh, from the 90s and other other places. But, um, yeah, I, I just never got into it, never got into it. And I'm saying this with vinyls next to me, so, you know, take take that with a pinch of salt. But anyway, um, this is called uh, Is the, is the CD, CD Revival an Actual Thing? It's by Mark Hogan uh, via uh, Pitchfork. And let's jump right in, because I I was literally not aware of this happening. Uh, for a 40-year old format that peaked in Y2K, the C- <laughs> you know you know you know he's of a certain age when he says Y2K. Uh the CD has sparked an awful lot of debate lately. Mid-January, Rolling Stone Job Sheffield wrote an endearing love letter to compact discs, provocatively headlined Jewel Box Heroes while a CD revival is finally here. Less than a week later, musician and writer Damon Krukowski offered a thoughtful counterpoint with a catchy title of his own. There is no CD Revival. <laughs> For music lovers trying to keep up, it might not be the only shiny plastic circles that are spinning. Setting off this online brouhaha, I love that word, brouhaha, uh, was a small but remarkable statistic. According to industry tracker MRC data, uh, CD sales rose last year for the first time since 2004. I was surprised 2004 was the peak yeah. I'm actually, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, Napster and all that, you know, digital. I get it. Um, iTunes, yeah, makes sense. Uh, but the bump was only about one percent. Adele's new album alone accounted for the entire uptick, two times over. Who are you, Adele fans, man? Jeez, man, you don't you don't go hard for this woman. It's actually, it's it's, it's very. I don't know, man. I, I that's. I just don't know I don't I don't know any Adele fans like that I really don't but I guess you are there uh accounting for the entire uptick two times over up until then uh, CD sales had fallen for 20 straight years from an inflation adjusted 19.9 billion dollars uh, in 20, 2000 to 483.3 million in 2020 according to the RIAA by comparison vinyl sales has risen 15 straight years uh total spending on CDs is still less than less than half that of vinyl uh, let alone streaming which accounted for 84% of recording industry uh, revenue in the first half of 2021 so as the pandemic continues to hit artists touring income uh, and the dominant stream besides uh, with a shock jock <laughs> uh, any pronouncement of a cd revival seems understandably contentious clearly no one is saying that the compact disc will have enough economic force to nearly send a pop star into space uh there's a link to that apparently i guess someone's got nearly got sent in Lance bass according to the URL, I don't know. Uh, but record record sellers contracted contacted by Pitchfork maintain the CD sales have indeed been on the rise. and some Gen Z music fans are ha- oh, here we go. Gen Z, Samlot. Uh, music fans are happy to enthuse about their affection uh, for these once futuristic pieces of plastic. While there seem to be voguish uh, really, while there seem to be voguish as well as nostalgic factors uh, driving this interest in CDs among people younger than Napster. The phenomenon is also a reminder of how the original digital audio medium uh, influence has lingered into the streaming era. Quote, the CD made indifference a, ri- a viable consumer attitude, wrote the anthropolog- anthropologist Eric Walter a uh, Great name. CDs, after all, uh, were the f- first physical format that listen- listeners could practically ignore due to their slim size and near-perfect sound quality. Uh, priming audiences for an era of passive, portable consumption. Uh, During the pandemic, one reliable community for buying and selling CDs has been Discogs. Shout out to Discogs, GG's. Uh, A spokesperson for the online marketplace told me that CD sales via the site climbed to 3.7 million units last year, an 8.8% increase, and are on pace to remain steady in 2022. The first year of the pandemic was even bigger, 2020, Discog CD sales uh, leaped 37%, 3.4 million units, while vinyl jumped 41% to 12 million. On this major hub for record collectors, at least, the CD has been back. Record stores similarly expressed measured optimism about the format. CD sales are up around 15% at Newbury Comics, says Carl Mello, director of brand engagement for the independently owned New New England music chain. But he adds that 70% of uh, Newbury CD sales are currently are for K-pop titles, known for their ornate packaging and design. Unsurprisingly, artists who are already huge seem to be doing particularly well. Mello says Taylor Swift's catalog titles are all selling uh, two to five times better than last year, with similar t- uh, increases for Kanye West, Ariana Grande, My Chemical Romance, the Strokes, and other bold-faced names. In a wild instance of uh, technology folding in on itself... Many young fans proudly display their CD collections on TikTok. Quote, just as vinyl, TikTok is a thing, so is CD TikTok. Mellow notes, fascinating. Uh, other record stores are also singing dual cases like it's 1999. Elsewhere in New England, Bull Moose saw sales of new and used CD sur- uh, CD surge 20% last year, says Chris Brown, not that Chris Brown, CFO of, Portland, of the Portland, Maine-based uh, indie chain. Quote, people shouldn't dismiss the 1% growth, he observes. Uh, observes uh, that's huge after several years of declines. Unquote. Jim Henderson, co owner of California Independent chamber Amoeba Music, points out that a plunge in new CD prices means that uh, some classic albums are available in format for as little as four dollars to five dollars. Uh, quote at Amoeba, we never saw uh, a stark drop off in interest in CDs, just some light years as the spotlight shifted to LPs. Henderson says. Uh, We expected less interest than ever coming out of the pandemic quarantine period where streaming and vinyl sales spiked, but it really hasn't played out that way, Also, keeping the format commercially relevant is a decision by artists like Liv Rodrigo, J. Cole, and Silk Sonic to push out their CD releases ahead of vinyl backlogs. Although uh, millennials may have uh, sourced on CDs during the 2000s, the format has devotees among Gen Z, Andrea Cacho, I'm assuming that's Cacho. Uh, a 20-year-old sophomore at New York University uh, tells me that she and her friends on the CD wave. Uh, Cacho, a WNYU DJ from Puerto Rico, uh, says she bought her first CD, a used copy of New York City indie-, indie rock band New Wet Kojak's 1995 debut a year ago. After arriving at school, she now has 62 CDs spanning punk, metal, screamo, pop, and Christian music. Okay, as an interesting eclectic mix, I didn't, the, Christian, the Christian music just threw me off. There, uh, she typically buys her discs from the used bin at Generation Records in Greenwich village, uh, village for as little as a quarter. Though Green Day's Dookie cost her ten dollars. I'm going. I was tired of discovering music through YouTube or Spotify. Catcher tells me I want to. I wanted to be surprised. Unquote. Okay, I can't. I can't hate on that logic. Uh, to play them, the she first bought a cheap Walkman at Walmart, then upgraded to a st- stud b- stud baker, stud baker. I don't know. How to say. Radio with a CD player. Uh, quote. Most of my friends who uh, who started getting CDs don't even have a means of playing them. She laughs. So sometimes they're like, Yeah, can I come over and use your radio? I quote. Jesus Christ. I've, I've come. i come back in time. This is freaking me out. <laughs> do you want to come come use your radio what the fuck (laughs) catcher is clear right about how cds fit into the current zeitgeist quote i feel like it definitely has to do with this trend of y2k she says a point echoed and negated by other young cd defenders Janaea wilson a 21 year old northwestern senior from detroit uh, see CD growing more popular uh, among her peers precisely because the format's heyday is fashionable again. Quote, Nostalgia dating from the late 90s and late 2000s is just so in right now, she says. Do people actually say that? Just so in? Really? Are we, are we still saying that? I mean, if we are going for the 2000s nostalgia, I guess, like, you know, but I didn't realise we were going as deep as 2000s vernacular. You know what I mean? They're just so in right now. It's just so in uh which it was yeah uh who knows we could end up back to lugging around cases of cds unquote let's please no please i i just i didn't enjoy those days i really didn't i i don't mind just plugging orcs into my phone like i'm fine with that like i don't i'm not doing that in the car i'm not doing in the car like it's, it's not it it wasn't it it was never it um peyton sellers a 22 year old senior at the university of texas arlington is already there campus online radio show host says of her 400 disc collection, respect, uh, quote, I have three big cases full of CDs I play all the time, whether it be doing schoolwork, housework, or just e- or even just to lay in my bed and absorb the sound of the music coming through my speakers, unquote. Okay, how many of this is just um testimonials? Cause yeah, okay, right. We've got a couple more paragraphs, but let me just say this bit last bit. Uh, the common theory that pop culture nostalgia runs roughly in 20-year cycles, the song suggested that a CD comeback would happen right about now. Despite whatever advantages in technology had come along, there's a particular novelty in a generation remembering something that perhaps barely existed when they were kids. In 2010, sparked by my own reporting on the small scale resurgence of cassettes, the critic Tom Ewing wrote a brilliant pitchfork column in which he uh, speculatively imagined a similar re emergence of CD culture years later. A fictitious publication date for Ewing's piece, March 2022. Okay, so yeah, I mean. I I, I think think this is partly because... The the way I'm thinking about it is... I think it's partly because of just when I was born, right? So I was born in 96. And 96 to 97 is kind of that middle point between being a millennial. Like a true millennial and a true Gen Z. You know, it's it's really like the grey area, I feel. Um, You know, so when you're born during that time, you know, you probably... You had cassettes, I had cassettes, right? I had uh, cassettes of just children's audiobooks, right? Um, But I also had CDs, and obviously I'm living through, you know, everything going on right now, right? So I experienced a lot of the old shit, um, as well as the new shit, okay? And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people older than me haven't been able to get into certain things, right, Um, for whatever reason, and obviously Gen Zers um, have you know have they touched a cassette you know i mean just asking that question i'm answering i'm asking that you know purely objectively with no malice at all right so i just don't i just again i never saw cds as that thing and i think this is also now i will give them respect on this front okay because i my listening habits are very i feel like are probably very different than most people I feel like most people listen to one or two albums still to this day, right? Because um, right, the three ways, three ways that you, people listen to music, I feel. Um, not in terms of methods, whether it's streaming or CDs, or whatever. I'm just saying the three types of li- listeners of music, right? So there's the... Uh, there's the uh, just playlist listeners where they just put on a playlist and oh i like that song i like that song and they just pick and you know just pick and choose songs and you know make playlists based on mood and whatever they're just playlisters right they don't listen to albums um or maybe they do but purely for an exploration standpoint of just what to put on a certain playlist right they don't actually you know consume the artist that they're listening to they just like the vibe right Um, they make, may listen to what, on one or two Kendrick songs and that's it, right? For example, I'm just saying that because I have Kendrick on the left of me, um, his vinyl. Um, so that's one. Um, two is people like me. So people like me that, uh, you know, have, have our fans are certain artists, right? Um, occasionally go back to certain albums, right? But not too many, um, and are always looking for something new, right? Always exploring, um, always trying to find new artists to get into, right? I feel like that's a that's a particular pe- per- person as well. Um, but then there's the third one, and I feel like there are a lot of people. I know a couple of people like this, right? They have just a set amount of people of artists that they listen to, and they just rinse them to death, till death, okay? Like they have five. May I'm I'm being generous. Maybe five artists in rotation, right? And they just constantly spin certain albums over and over and over again. I have never been that person, and I'm sure that I'm sure most people are that kind of person, especially if you're older um, and you or you or you got were vinyls and CDs and you couldn't and you've never got into streaming. You only had the opportunity to listen to certain albums, right? You don't. I mean, the only time you listen to singles was when you had the single um, in vinyl or cassette or whatever. So. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people like that, and there are young people like that. I'm just not one of those people. Having having a bank of CDs, bro, just get a fucking streaming site. Honestly, like that's just and and also this is kind of irritating my um, logical side of things, common sense side of things, where I'm just like, if you're gonna, if you can have a bank of artists, right, like that, if you have a a bank right of, of, of many artists that you listen to that may be a fourth per- person right if you have like a ton of artists that you listen to regularly on rotation right if you have more than five fuck just get a stream site, man just 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 do it i know cd quality is a thing right and i guess if you want to go down that route fine sure i'll 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 hold my hands up right even though there are places not named spotify that allow that kind of quality Right, but then you also need earphones and if you have a phone like mine that doesn't have a headphone jack then you're fucked and that pisses me off. Bring back the headphone jack. I'll always plant that flag as a uh, semi-millennial uh, always forever. Um yeah, I I just I just can't I just can't I I never liked bank of CDs. Fuck. Imagine carrying that about. Ugh. Oh gosh, no extra weight? No. No way. No way in hell. Just give me my phone just give me just give me like a couple of downloaded albums uh, i have a regular rotation that i might that i usually use it's just 10 hours right and i just pick the songs i want there and uh, if i have uh, albums i want to listen to i'll probably just listen to and just download them right quick and then boom sorted but that's only off, that's that's rare to to me honestly um but yeah i don't know man it might be a thing it might be a revival don't know if it'll get to vinyl level um but yeah all the all the best all the best man if you want to carry big ass cds about uh go for it man just eat eat your heart out why not as long as you're supporting these artists i can't complain i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take money out of artists mouths that's for damn sure so get your cd on get your vinyl on get it get your cassette on even just just go support artists i'm i overall i cannot complain So, hop into sport, and uh, this is all about the Olympic ideal, right? You know, world peace kind of thing. And uh, every time I watch the Olympic opening ceremony, it's winter or summer one, you have Thomas Bach uh, um, coming through, um, just going like, oh, you know, preach for unity, preach for peace i'm just like that's all well and good bro but how about economic peace where you know you're you're not um f- forcing countries to you know bend over backwards and pay billions of dollars over fucking nothing how about that how about how about like you know lightening up on all that fucking shit um i i heard um i said to a pod where um they were talking about uh the winter olympics and uh, it's actually a long read that i want to uh i want to read um at some point, um, that's a kind of easter egg to something I want to do in the future. Um, but basically, there was one time during the bidding process for this particular Olympics, the 2022 Olympics in Beijing, uh, I think it was Norway. And uh, basically, they had it in contract, in writing, that they had to, and I'm, I'm saying verbatim, but I'm paraphrasing, but I'm very close, right? Where they had to host the IOC committee... Smile while they do it. That was in writing. Smile while they do it, and basically just pamper them with food and fish and whatever. That was in writing, ladies and gentlemen. Like, do you understand how fucking pompous that is? You're talking to me about Olympic ideal. You want to fight, like, mate? If you put in writing, that I have to smile at you while serving you. You, you're begging for a fight. You're begging for hands. So anyway. That's obviously besides the point, but f- fuck the IOC, basically. Um, so this is called the Olympic ideals about world peace. The Olympic reality is far from it. Uh, this is by Brian Walsh uh, from Vox. Um, so yeah, let's just jump in because I, I just I, every time I see the opening ceremony, I'm just like, okay, bro, yeah, all right, all right, cool, yeah, I'm sure world peace, all that. Uh, the Beijing Winter Games that opened on Friday, and uh, uh, yeah, side note, Olympics say they don't get political, but they've been political. I, I can't think of any re, uh, any uh, uh, glaring moments at the moment, but it's easy to find. Anyway, let's restart. The Beijing Winter Games opened on Friday, are officially the twenty fourth. I can count Roman numerals. Go go for me. Twenty fourth uh, Winter Olympics. So they could, they could have been the twenty sixth Winter Olympics. As the twenty sixth, those so who've gotten up there. Thank you, Roman numeral lessons. Thank you, Brian Walsh. Uh, Say for a historical interruption. Uh, World War II, which led to the cancellation of the Winter Summer Games in 1940 and Uh, 1944. The idea that sporting competition between nations can play a role in promoting peace has been part of the Olympics since its origins in ancient Greece. Greek city-states that otherwise spent much of their time at war with one another observed, with some exceptions, a truce during the Olympics. I want to know what these truces are, uh, exceptions are. Uh, Allowed safe travel and and participation for athletes and spectators during the Games. Uh, Baron Pierre de Coubertin, uh, the French uh, aristocrat uh, who spearheaded the relaunching of the modern Olympics beginning in 1896, believed that, quote, the Olympic Games may be a potent, if indirect factor, in securing world peace, unquote. Since 1993, the UN uh, General Assembly has adopted the Olympic Truce uh, Resolution two years before every Games, unanimously calling for all hostilities to cease during the Games, thereby mobilizing the youth of the world in the cause of peace. Uh, in 2000, the committee behind the Games established the International uh, Olympic True Centre in Athens, quote, to promote the Olympic ideals to serve peace, friendship, and understanding of the world, unquote. How nice. Uh, take away those lofty-sounding ideals, and the Olympics are essentially a glorified international athletics competition that is 100% guaranteed to run over budget for its host city. Ain't that the bucket truth. Uh, but as the example of World War II shows not to mention the many games over the years that have been uh, at least particularly partially disrupted by international conflict, including this one, more often is war that has stopped the Olympics rather than the Olympics stopping war. Questions about what role the Olympics play in promoting world peace are especially acute as the Beijing Games begin. Even as the ice ice hockey and curling matches have already begun, tens of thousands of Russian troops are stationed along the Ukrainian border, raising fears of an invasion that President Biden has said would be, quote, the most consequential thing that has happened in the world in terms of war and peace since World War II. Unquote. While a full athletic boycott of the Beijing Olympics over the, over the Chinese government treatment of Uyghurs uh, failed to materialize, the US has led a number of allies in a diplomatic boycott of the Games, with India deciding to join on Thursday. Uh, brackets. The diplomatic boycott meant that observing countries are not sending official government delegations to Beijing, so President Xi Jinping was mostly joined at the opening ceremonies on Friday by fellow autocrats. Bracket, um, brackets. Uh, and the Olympic truce didn't stop Washington from launching a commando raid on Thursday that led to the death of ISIS leader Abu Ibrahim al Hashimi al Khouryashi. I, I I think I got of three quarters of that right. Al Al-Qur- I think I think it's the. Our I've bowled out a bit, but anyway, I think I've got the rest of it good. Um, and reportedly a number of women and children. As the international relations scholar Kimberly Kim wrote in twenty Kimberly Kim Kim, her name's Kim Kim, that's, that's great. Uh, wrote in twenty twenty, quote, Most of the games held in the modern Olympic era have failed to live up to the Olympic values and ideals, unquote. Olympics in nineteen seventy two and nineteen ninety six were directly marred by deadly acts of terrorism. Ten days before the opening of the 1968 Mexico City Games, Mexican government opened fire on student protesters in the capital. Uh tell it's, it's the L's and T's like it's, it's, uh, Jesus. Tl Telet Teleteloco Teleteloco Plaza. Okay, uh, leading to the deaths of hundreds of people by some estimates, though the final death toll remains unknown. <coughs> The 1918-84 Summer Olympics featured alternating full boycotts uh, from the US and Soviet Union, as well as their respective allies. The 1936 Berlin Olympics were explicitly presented as a showcase for Nazi leader Adolf Hitler's vision of Aryan supremacy, uh, though American sprinter Jesse Owens had something to say about that, and the 2014 Sochi Olympics was uh, the the most expensive in history, were staged in large part to display the strength of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Uh, nor was peace University observed in the classical Olympic Games. City-states were only forbidden from invading Olympia, uh, where the ancient games were held, or from stopping an athlete or spectator on their way to competition. Otherwise, warfare often continued during the Olympics. Even the games weren't always safe. Uh, even the games weren't always safe. In 364 BCE, troops attacked the sacred site of Altis in Olympia. Athletes stopped their competition, and spectators turned from watching the participants to watching the soldiers. Peace, as we understand it now, was never a goal of the original Olympics. What the Greeks observed during the Olympics was, oh, for fuck's sake, ekacheria, ekacheria, uh, with, um, with more accurately translates to truce. Why? Start with that. Like, just start with that. Honestly, I hate doing that. Well, I try and read it and then you have the translation right there. Uh, what the Olympics offered was partial interruption to the normal background of near-constant conflict between Greek city-states. It's also saying to me just how, how like, constantly at war we were, like, hundreds of years ago. Like, just constantly beefing. Constant beef. Uh, Pierre de Coubertin's uh, vision uh, that an athletic competition between nations could, have helped, uh, could help lead to universal peace would have been utterly alien to the Greeks. For all its faults, uh, there have been times when the Modern Olympics have played a meaningful role in promoting international peace. In Barcelona in 92, athletes uh, from members of 12 former Soviet republics competed as a unified team, taking home more medals than anyone else. At 2018, Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea, athletes from both Koreas marched under a single flag and fielded a unified women's ice hockey team. But that unified team in 1992 Oh god, imagine being in that locker room, anyway. uh, But that unified team 92 uh, included Russia and Ukraine, two countries now on the brink of what could be Europe's first conventional land war in decades and re- relations between North and South Korea are going to be worse now than they were in 2018. Even though Olympic ideals played little role in it, the absolute number of war deaths have, has largely been declining since 46, part of a long-term trend in human history away from our violent, often violent past. Uh, but as the nature of global conflict has changed, the ideals of the Olympics, nations in friendly competition, seem an increasingly poor fit. What may happen in Ukraine notwithstanding... Uh, conflict primarily occurs not between countries but within them as world wars are superseded by civil wars and open-ended campaigns against non-state actors the olympic truce has little little to say about how the chinese government is treating the uyghurs or the civilian civilian casualties uh, that mount in america's war against isis and other terror groups how nations treat their citizens let alone citizens of no nation isn't the purview of Cubitans uh, heirs the sport autocrats of the International Olympic me? Well, glad Summer said it. Sport autocrats in fucking deed. That is an amazing way to word them. Great. Outstanding. I'm going to use that from now on. The Olympics today are an anachronism uh, layered on top of anachronism. An ancient uh, religious uh, rite uh, first reimagined for a Victorian era of gentlemen amateurs and then again for a capitalistic excess and geopolitical prestige. Given China's uh, given China's draconian COVID policies, uh, policies spectators won't be able to attend, and even athletes from different countries will have little chance to mingle and learn from each other. <laughs> learn from each other, as the Kupitans, uh once uh, envisioned. No doubt, the athletic performance will be extraordinary, at, as they are at every Olympics. But the truth won't hold because there was never never any truce to begin with, and that's pretty much it. Like just just I don't. <sighs> I, like, I, I don't, I admire the attempt, right, I admire, I admire it, like, as pessimistic I, as I want to be about things when it comes to that, it's like, oh yeah, world peace, alright, mate, yeah, sure, all Right, cool, cool, bruv, cool, um, it's just the, I, what else, you know, like, if you're gonna, I think it's the pussy for him, for me, right, where it, com- where it comes to, like, all of the times where... Um, the IFC just stay silent about things, yeah, they didn't, they ain't saying, They Thomas Buck ain't saying like, you know, free the fucking Uyghurs, uh, free the homies, like, um you know, during the freaking uh, opening ceremony right in Xi Jinping's uh, wheelhouse, that ain't happening, okay? That's not happening. I think it should happen, and I would applaud if it happened, but it didn't happen. It is what it is. I get it, right? But you've done it before, like, you've done the politics thing before, so what? What? Why? I don't know. Like, because I, I mean, it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship, right? There's increasingly less and less countries willing to host an Olympic Games. I'm surprised it hasn't already f- stopped. Um, g- ladies and gentlemen, know this: China beat Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan was going to be the uh, tw- was going to be the host of the 2022 Olympic Games. China doesn't have any snow. That's how. That's how. <laughs> and because Kazakhstan was also beefing uh, civ- uh, civilly um, in inside their own nation, they gave it to China, right? Think about that. They they picked a country with no snow. They're desperate, okay? They're desperate to pick to have a country uh, uh, host their Olympics. In, slowly, slowly, but surely, there will be less and less countries to, 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 to host them the summer i think it's a little bit different um you know we have paris coming we have la coming i think uh, i forgot what uh, place in australia it was um brisbane adelaide i forget um but yeah th- you know they they they're three major countries right there australia france U- us like that's that's good that's good so you know the next 10 years of summer olympics are pretty much solid right I, you know can't complain but I mean, man, it's gonna get worse and worse, man. as long as as long as the Olympics keep bullshitting um of doing this of you know, just asking constantly you need to you need to foot the bill, foot this bill. here's this bill for for plenty of stadiums that you will never need for the rest of the time like do you know that one of them, one of the stadiums in Brazil is now a bus depot? imagine that F- fuck, fuck me, man. It's crazy. At least, uh, I mean, at least, uh, at least the UK managed to flog the uh, uh, Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth Stadium uh, to uh, was it West Ham? Yeah, it was West Ham. Um, yeah, you know, at least they managed to flog it um, for other and you know it does other things as well. Host athletics now and again. Uh, it's cool, but damn, man, like Velodrome, I, don't, I think that's gone. I don't know if that even exists here anymore. Um, it's just unnecessary. Like, why are you forcing people to build shit? So anyway, I'm getting past the point. The Olympic ideal is kind of just just really complicated and just stupid in some in a lot of ways it's it's utopian it's clearly utopian idea but the fact that you know they they you know preaching this well peace man well peace please well peace is bollocks it's just it's bollocks to be honest I finish up on i'm gonna call it arson culture i'm gonna call it that because i feel like that that that's pretty wide uh, wide berth um i'm gonna call this arson culture instead of creative that i put previously um so this is all about a UNESCO report um or just uh, yeah uh, yeah uh saying the basically creative sector worldwide is just plummeting in terms of just people getting jobs in it um, this is is called uh, UNESCO warns of crisis in creative sector with 10 million jobs lost due to pandemic. This is by Ms. Harriet Sherwood, uh, arts and culture correspondent for The Guardian. Let's jump right in. 10 uh, million jobs in creative industries worldwide were lost in 2020 as a result of the COVID pandemic. And the increasing digitization of cultural output means it is harder than ever for artists to make a living, UNESCO reporters said. Now, we were just thinking it was music, eh? It's, every, it's everything. Uh, COVID has led to a quote... An unprecedented crisis in the cultural sector," said Audrey Azoulay, uh, the Director General of UNESCO, the UN's uh, cultural body. In a forward, in I keep saying forward. Is it forwards? Do you, have to, did you say it like that? Or you say forward uh, to the report. Uh, "Quote: All over the world, museums, uh, cinemas, theatres, and concert halls—places of creation and sharing—have closed their doors. Dot, dot, dot. What was already a precarious situation for many eyes has come has become uns- unsustainable." threatening creative diversity, unquote. Although the cultural and creative sector is one of the fastest-growing economic sectors in the world, it is also one of the most vulnerable and is often overlooked by public and private investment. said the 328-page report, Reshaping Policies for Creativity. That'd be an interesting report to read. Uh, Government spending on creative industries was declining in the years preceding the pandemic, and COVID led to a collapse in income and employment. And obviously, I'll talk about that a lot of times during the pandemic, of how, far, uh, how the arts in the UK especially got fuck all funding and uh, still trying to claw, claw the way back um, from that. They still didn't get that funding, by the way. So, And obviously music is uh, you know, a big part of that, or a big part of the uh, story, though, I should say. They take up the most column inches, let's just say that. Uh, although many national and local governments offered emergency support uh, to creative industries hit by pandemic restrictions, the global gross ad- value added... Uh, the measures of the sector's value of the uh, creative industries contracted by uh, 750 billion in 2020. The report called on governments to bring labour protection of artists and cultural professionals into line with the general workforce and suggested a minimum wage for cultural workers and even better pe- and better pension and sick pay for freelancers. Quote: Even in countries with social security schemes uh, designed for freelancers or self-employed people. Uh, who constitute a large part of the creative economy workforce a significant proportion uh, of such workers were often ineligible uh, since the pandemic again began another quote digitalization took a front seat dot, dot dot as it became more central to create uh, creation production distribution and access to cultural expressions as a result online multinationals consolidated their position and inequalities in internet access became more significant unquote uh, for most artists, the digital environment did not provide enough income to support a professional career. Action was needed to address the streaming value gap, uh, the disparity between the value that streaming platforms extract from content and the revenue generated by those who create and invest in creation. Ernesto Otone, uh, UNESCO's Assistant Director General for Culture, said, quote, A basic paradox has emerged whereby people uh, people's global consumption of and reliance on cultural content has increased however at the same time those who produce arts and culture find it increasingly difficult to work when have i heard that before oh yes me saying that several times over the past two years another quote we need to rethink how we build a sustainable and inclusive working environment for cultural and artistic professionals who play a vital role for society the world over unquote Oh, God, that's refreshing to hear. That's refreshing to hear that I'm fucking right. Who knew? Uh, on the upside, many artists and cultural professionals have, quote, seized the opportunity opportunity of the rise uh, of niche streaming services to develop innovative projects in the digital sphere, unquote. The report cited Dido, a Pan-African music streaming platform created, by 2017, created in 2017 by Senegalese entrepreneur uh, Awar Girard, uh that features more than twelve million tracks and is accessible in six African countries as well as the front as well as France and the UK. No shit. Let's give that a look up right quick. Dido. What's Dido saying? I mean 12 million tracks ain't 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 great, but Pan African music streaming. I'm here for that man, that's that's by right, Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what's gonna see what they're saying afterwards, uh, after this episode. Anyway, let's continue on. Um uh, Dido, uh, quote, within four years, Dido has not only become a key player in the African music industry, but has also increased the visibility of African artists while offering social engagement through his innovative One Song, One Soul, uh, which donates 5% of each subscription to the non profit organization of the user's choice. I love that. I love that already. That's amazing. Uh, The report also said gender equality was, quote, a distant prospect, unquote, Uh, even though female workers made up 48.1% of the culture and entertainment sectors. Uh, Quote, evidence suggests that women remain underrepresented in positions of leadership, have less access to public funding, and their work is far less visible and acknowledged uh, than their male counterparts, it said. Uh, The COVID pandemic may also have taken disproportionate toll on female artists and cultural professionals. Only 33% of awards... Uh, for the main film categories of sixty major film festivals worldwide were given to female artists and producers in twenty nineteen. Less than a quarter, twenty-four percent, were awarded for best director and best screenplay. The female workforce in the gaming industry is thirty percent worldwide, quote, this confirms women's underrepresentation in some creative industries, uh, particularly those linked to fast growing technologies, and overrepresentation, other uh, traditionally more precarious ones, unquote and i'm sure there's plenty of other just like statistics that could be eaten uh, taken out of that particular report um and but from what we've what we've been given uh, in that particular article i mean yeah it's just um i mean yeah man gospel man gospel i've been i've been preaching all of this preaching all of this you know underrepresentation for women um uh, just an an a a, a a an updated no an update a strong word um an increased, an increased interest in anything culture. Everyone's listening to more music, more TV, more all of that, right? More culture. Everyone's consuming more, but yet people, people in those in, in the creative industry ain't getting paid in that frame. There's no, you know, quote unquote pay rise on that front, right? It doesn't. Where's the logic? Where's that? Well, we know where that money's going. That's a rhetorical question. There's no point in asking that question, but. Why do governments refuse to help? That's a question I'm always asking. Why do you refuse to help? You rely so much on, uh, you guys rely so much on, you know, television, film, music, books, art. You rely so much on it. A lot. You rely a lot on it. Don't lie to me. You rely a lot on it. You, you listen. You rely on it, right? are you? Yeah, you know, I'm not. And I, and this is what I'm saying, right? I don't. I mean, I think we can do more as consumers, right? As a general, uh, public, uh, worldwide public service, right? Uh, we could definitely, uh, you know, pay more on the subscription front. And I feel, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, in terms of paying artists, like we literally just talked about CDs. Fuck it, go buy some CDs. Do it. Just go buy some CDs. It hel- It helps dramatically for uh for well, this is on the music front for artists right go buy a dvd go buy a blu-ray go for it go buy a hard copy right put money in uh in artists pockets especially independents don't be just don't be just getting the same don't be just getting marvel films what's that gonna do put more in marvel's pockets what do you fucking do they're fine they're fine right i'm talking about these independent films i'm talking about these independent collectors right you know i'm talking about these uh uh, these these little known streaming sh- streaming sites, there's plenty of them. I didn't know D- uh, Dido existed. I genuinely didn't, but I'm guessed it exists. I really am. I'm guessed that this place exists right now. It, it's it's sick to think about a Pan African music streaming site. I am fucking here for that. Here for all of that. Okay, and variety is good, ladies and gentlemen. I think there's a. I think there's a. Uh, Quali TV, I forget what it's called. Um, there's a a, a pan African streaming site as well. I'm gonna see what see if it's Quali TV. Uh, yeah, Quali TV, uh, that exists, right? And you know, uh, yeah, interactive streaming platform that shares the African diaspora experience through dope, undiscovered, uh, documentaries, film, web shows, children's programming, news, and more. I'm here for that, all for that. And I'm sure there's plenty of others. I'm playing, I'm sure there's uh, even people were so searched for. Cine Latino, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a thing right? I'm sure there's plenty of uh, different, uh, you know, just small, uh, independent or just, um, you know, fledgling uh, places like this, right? Doesn't have to be Netflix all the time, doesn't have to be Amazon Prime Video all the time, right? And I'm saying this as a person that gets drowned, has already drowned from the freaking streaming wars. I just don't care anymore. There's too many, way too many, right? But... Damn, guys, just support some independence. Just support some independence. That's my that's my plea right now. Support some independence because that's the only fresh plea I can give. Because everything said in that article, I have said several freaking times over the past two years. It's all gospel to me. So the only thing I can give you at this point is just support independence, you know, independent business, uh, independent uh, content creators. I hate that term, but you know it is a thing. I have to live with that. It's a thing uh independent content creators right just put some just put some P in it if you have it i'm not you know i'm not i'm not, I'm not uh, you know i don't have the pee for it right now and i'm i'm i'm, I'm fine with that it is what it is right i don't have to P for it right now i don't have the pee to support everybody i want to support right now uh, but when i get to that point you best fucking you best fucking believe i'm going to i, I i'm ready i'm ready to do that i'm ready to just pump some pee into the people I rate and the people I love listening to, the people I love uh, interacting with, the people I love watching uh, and, and consuming their art, whatever it may be. I'm here for that. I'm ready for that. When the time comes, when I have the P for it, I'm going to do that. I just wonder whether you will do the same. And also, whether these governments will actually pull their finger out and actually support this because, Jesus Christ, if cultural diversity craters, oh my gosh... Oh, that's for another that, you know, that's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. I'll you know if there's another article that will that will do that for me, I'm here for that, and that'll definitely be read by me. But until but until then, I'll leave it that. Ladies and gentlemen, for the Fifth Element Podcast Network, I would try to say this bit more. Good intro music has been Too Much by Vanilla. Thanks to your records for being to use the track. You can you can find both of their links in the full show notes. Thanks to Nappy Hire for the charismatic interlude uh, for the interlude. You can also find his link in the full show notes. And with that said, hope you all have a good week. I shall always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen.